Use the process of elimination on down the deck, and that's it. <coughs> I wish I could say this without you judging me or making me prove it. And uh, sometimes you have to just believe folks what you say. I really want you to say. I really want to be saved. I really want to be saved. I don't know what you've heard or what you've seen in me, but I want to be saved. How many here want to be saved? Let's stand, lift our hands and love the Lord. Let's try to get the butterflies out. Sick and not know it because I'm about half sick now. 
probably in here today that have conditions in your body that's probably working that you don't you don't realize there. Right. You may feel all right today. You may not have any symptoms, but it can be there. You can be right. sick and not know it. You can also be dying and not know it. Folks say I went for a physical and found out that they were eat up with cancer. Found out that their life was just short-lived. They only had a few months to live. That's right. And if this is true, this is what I want to talk about. You can also, you could also be lost and not know it. And I'll prove it by the word of God. I want to read Daniel, the seventh chapter, and the twenty-fifth verse. It said that Samson, I'm just going to take my time. It said, Samson wist not that the Spirit of the Lord had departed from him. He didn't realize it. He had lost it. He didn't know it. It was gone. He got up to shake himself as times before, but it was gone. He had lost it. He thought by all means that he would again have a great victory, but it was gone. Lost. Go ahead. He did not have it. It was all the way gone from him. And then they took him. I'm talking to you about actually losing something and not knowing. You can actually think you're all right because folks tell you we gather men around us that we like. We gather people around us that think a lot of us and we they always make allowances for us, but in all, not in all cases can we always be right. We may be wrong. And if preaching is what will save a man, then I need to hear a whole lot more of it before I get out of here. And if preaching is what it will take to get me and you from this world to the glory world, then I'm not just here because of friendship and because I want to see somebody. Although we cover it up a whole lot, I am here for the salvation of my I've heard many messages where I have said this message has saved my life because I did not realize what kind of condition I was in. Until somebody preached under the anointing of the Holy Ghost. And I found myself going to an altar, getting down and saying, God, had I not heard that, I would have never known the condition that I was in. Oh, Jesus, I want to be honest with myself this morning. I come because I want help. I want to be helped by the ministry, by the preaching of the Word. If Samson can lose it, I, I believe with all my heart there's going to be a church. I, I hope I don't have to explain every point so you don't uh, think that I'm lopsided. But you can lose. There is a road back to hell, as Brother Johnson has preached. There is a way back 
the way you came out of it. I do not want to go that way. Hallelujah to God. I do not want to lose what God has given me in this hour. Hallelujah. So I am concerned with myself. Not just me, but them around me. Hallelujah. Daniel 7, 25. I'm just going to give you a little part of it. It said that he will speak swelling words against the most high and shall wear out the saints of the most high. Wear you out. Bible said, and they knew not till the flood came and took them all away. They was not aware of their condition because the Bible said they knew not until the flood came and took them all away. This is a gradual process. I believe that. Every day we live, we get a little more or we lose a little more. And uh, I don't know about you, but I don't have everything that I need. I want more. I want yes, sir. Well, brother, Wayne has some scriptures. Let me say this. There was a white-haired man, if I can tell this story correct as I can, that set in brother Spell's service one time and he said he watched everybody run, jump and shout and run the pews and uh, when they got done he walked back and uh, was shaking his hand and he said uh, what are you, I believe he said he was a Methodist and he said uh, we used to do this and then he said you'll see today when you won't be doing it And the first place that we showed up for an anniversary when we come into the AMF, I don't want to call them names because everything's taken. But in five short years, we've seen them go from worship, magnifying God, leaping for joy, down to nothing. I mean, we don't even go no more. It's not there. It died. That quit. It left out. It went somewhere. It's not there anymore. And I'm struggling with myself today. Oh, God, don't let me lose. Hallelujah. Those valuable things that's been given to me by the ministry of God. Hallelujah. I still feel like waving my hands under the Lord. Hallelujah to God. I still feel like lifting my hands under the Lord. Doctor told, or a dentist, I should say, told my sister Kathy she had one tooth that was sticking out further than the other. And he said, if every day you will, in your spare time, press against that tooth, in a matter of time, that tooth will be even with the other one. If you will not do that or believe what I'm telling you, you're going to have to get braces. And she wouldn't do it. She had to get braces. But what he was trying to say is, just that gradual little pressure of that tooth in your spare time would eventually shove something that was hooked into your, up into your jaw, eventually it would even out. Hallelujah. I believe that I have gained some things and I've lost some things. 
Just so I've had the Holy Ghost. I don't want to lose the things that's been good. Hallelujah. That's right. Hallelujah to God. Let me, let Brother Wade read us a scripture in Revelations 2, 2 and 5. I believe that we can actually lose what we have. Hallelujah. I'm not all confident. I'm not confident. All the men that you gather around you probably are men that think highly of you. And we have in our human system a rejection system. If we do not like you, we have a power to cut you off. To not hear you or not to not hear the words that you say. I pray that I don't get to that place where that only a certain kind of ministry can touch my soul. Hallelujah. I pray that if it's through a child through a testimony that God will still be able to talk to my heart today. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Revelations 2 and 2. I know thy works. I know your works. And thy labor. And thy labor. And thy patience. And thy patience. And how thou canst not bear them which are evil. You can't bear them with your evil. Go ahead. And thou hast plied them which say they are apostles uh-huh. and are not. Right. And hast found them lies. Right. And hast borne and hast patience. And for my name's sake hast labored and hast not faith. Alright. Nevertheless, I have somewhat against thee. <laughs> Nevertheless, I don't believe that these churches we're just churches that were dingbats. I believe God had a word for them. I believe Jesus was concerned with these churches. And he said, nevertheless, I have someone against you. You have left your first love. Hallelujah to God. I want to tell everybody here something. I do not want to lose the things that my father and all these precious preachers in the last 10 years have put in me. I don't want to lose it. I don't want to lose it. He said, nevertheless, I have somewhat. It must have been a gradual process because the Bible said that they did lose their first love. I found myself many a time coming back to the altar and saying, God, renew within me a lifespan. Take this bitterness out of my heart, lest it destroy me. And God has done it on several occasions. I'm here again today. Hallelujah. Lest something would slip from me. Hallelujah. That was precious. I want to go on. I don't want to linger on just one. Get me two and nine. Read it. I know thy works. I know thy works. And tribulation. And tribulation. And poverty. And poverty. But in parentheses it says, But thou art rich. I'm not preaching that you have to be poverty-stricken to feel God. I just want to bring out a small point that the Bible did say you're poverty-stricken, 
but you're rich. <laughs> Hallelujah. But you're rich. Now we want to go to another church. I don't want to linger on these. Three and one. Under the church of Sardis. I'm the angel of the church of, in Sardis, right? Right. These things saith he that hath the seven spirits of God. Right. And the seven stars. Go ahead. I know thy works. Right. That thou hast a name that thou livest and art dead. You got a name that you're alive and doing well. But he said it's the opposite. You're not alive and doing well. I want you folks to know that I've been in the church when I was not well at all. Hallelujah. And I consider this a place of refuge where God is going to deal with my heart again today. If I'm not right, God can't make me right. I promise you folks that we have, I have covered up a lot by putting on, like I say, this suit of clothes. I remember coming from Denver. Me and Brother Frazier went to the airport parking lot to pick our car up. And he had $2 and I had $3. And if it wouldn't have been for my brother, we'd still been in that parking lot. I want you to know that everybody you see shouting is not walking on gold coin and got money stuffed in their pockets. Some of them got a love for God in their soul. They want to go to heaven with the Lord. Alright, read on. I, I, I haven't started yet. I'm just getting this foundation. Be watchful. Be watchful. And strengthen the things which and remain. And strengthen the things that remain oh, that are what? Ready to die. Oh, Jesus. Hallelujah. Lord, Hallelujah. Lord. Hallelujah. I've been pastoring long enough to see some things that's leaving out. Yeah. They're going out quick. I'm not talking about money. we got a lot going for us there. But, oh, God, I thought when we got that church over in Northside, I mean, Brother Cunningham decked it out. It was beautiful. I thought we'd have some real services. It never changed one thing <laughs> from Main Street. And they called it the Witch's Hole and the Slums. But we had just the goodest church down there as we had where the chandeliers were hanging on the wall. I do not want to lose what God has given me. All right, I'm not done. I got one more, I think. I'm skipping some of them. I just want to get to <coughs> three and fifteen. I know thy works. I know thy works. Thou art neither cold nor hot. Thou art neither cold nor hot. I would thou work cold I or hot. I would that you were cold or hot. Woo. So then because thou art lukewarm. Because you look warm. And neither cold nor hot. And neither cold nor hot. I will spew thee out of my mouth. I'm going to spew you out of my mouth because you say I'm rich. Mm. You know what, my folks stand up and testify. Now, I, I'm, I want to be very serious with you because I, I don't want to be foolish in this service today. My folks stand up and here's what they praise God for. I got a new car. God has 
bless me today with a new vehicle. Well, we shout. I'm glad they get it because, brother, they're hard to live with when they don't. Yeah. <laughs> what do they say for prayer requests? Oh, that I might get a better job, better house, more clothes, more food, more drinks. I have yet to have somebody stand up and say, oh, that I might be a better child of God, that I might be a better servant of the Most High. This generation is seeking after things, things which will not satisfy in the house of God. Oh, Jesus, I was raised in a Christian home, but I'm telling you, I went to Cincinnati, and there was times when I didn't have a dime in my pocket, and I wasn't going to call my dad to bail me out. I got down and said, oh, God, I want to know whether you're really there for me or not. I got some news for you. I'm living for God, and I'm happier today than I've ever been in my life. Hallelujah. Because when I got up, I don't know just how it all worked out that God answered my prayer. And I'll never forget it as long as I live. Because I know God did. Hallelujah. I moved from one house to the next house. And I no more got in that till I said, I'm tired of this one. Oh, but I'm trying to get in the house of God and saying, oh, Lord. Give me some wisdom, Lord. Make me a better pastor. Make me a better father. Make me a better friend to my friends. Hallelujah. Oh, God, I don't care. Some folks look at this and they say, I'm paying my tithes quicker so God will bless me. You need to pay your tithes whether God blesses you or not. Oh, you say you're rich, but he said, I say you're naked, you're blind, and you need your eyes anointed. Hallelujah, that you might really be able to see something. Hallelujah. I'm going to tell you all something, and I'm saying this in the fear of God. Brother Ted Wade shook up because it was a little tight last night. Instead of us soothing him and saying, it's all right. We ought to be saying, oh, God, loosen this thing out. I remember when I was preaching for Brother Johnson. I've never been in a church like that. I walked in, I was holding a Bible. They were jumping and running. I said, you don't need me. And he said, that's what you think. I looked, I didn't see nothing. But it was there. Hallelujah. I promise you, folks. When you first came in, they had to tie you to that seat to keep you from running the aisles and leaping for joy. Hallelujah. Oh, I'll tell you something. I've been going to my prayer room with my church and saying, I'm no better than they are. I'm going to get out and pray for myself. I need God for tearing me. Hallelujah. I do want more of God. I'd rather have a touch of God in my life. Then to have a house, they get old. They 
get decrepit, cars wear out. Why don't you stand up and say, God, put your touch on my life? Hallelujah. You can have a cancer eating on you and be dying and not know it. You can be losing your soul today. You don't realize it because you quit worshiping God so gradually that you don't even realize that you stopped. Hallelujah to God. He's trying to wear out the saints of the Most High God. Oh, my Jesus, I had two girls getting married, and they, they went to one apostolic church, another went to another apostolic church, and, and the devil talks to you every day. You're getting smaller. I went in the office and said, oh, God, I got just a few convictions, not very many, but I don't want to leave now. Don't let me stoop to the low ebb of running around this town, even to the UPC, begging folks to come out to my church. If God don't draw at your heart, and if God don't put his stamp on you, you're not going to make it in hell. David wasn't worth a dime until the Spirit of the Lord came upon him from that day forward. The Spirit of the Lord came upon him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I want to be rich, Brother Hudson. Hallelujah. I don't just want to own a car and have a house and to walk into meetings with a new suit and say, I'm successful and not have a touch of God on my life. I want to be able to lift my hands and feel God. Hallelujah. Some of you used to run the aisles and leap for joy, and now we got to have a cheerleader to get you out. I'm telling you, we're losing something. Hallelujah. You do not need a cheerleader. You do not need somebody to coach you to love the Lord and get you down Drive hundreds of miles to see one another. Drive hundreds of miles to be with one another, and it's sometimes so tight that we're, our stomachs get so balled up, we can't even speak. I'll never forget what Brother Kavanaugh said. He was in South Bend. He said, if you want to get away, feel God. You always come to South Bend. Well, it was pretty tight, didn't it? So the Dallas got up and said, well, two men moved their eyebrows. One man got up and I thought he was going to run. He went to the restroom. Otherwise, we had good church. <laughs> I'm telling you something. We can, we can come in here with that Laodicea spirit and say, now look, you preach to me. If I hear you or don't hear you, I'm doing all right. And I know for a fact, I know for a fact that I've been to some meetings since I've been in AMF. Brother Hudson preached one of them. I come to him and said, Brother Hudson, you don't know it, but if you didn't preach to nobody else, you saved my life when you preached. If preaching is life-saving business, oh, where are the hungry? He that hungers, thirst after righteousness, shall be filled. What's being filled? We're one to 
can go to the malls and get new clothes. Pray for me, I get a better job. Why? So you can give more of the church? No. So I can buy more clothes, more food, and more drinks. Oh, Jesus. I promise you. I promise everybody here, there's going to come a time when you're going to want to jump. You're going to be like Samson. You're going to want to feel tired. You're going to need him back, but it's going to be gone. You're going to, it's not even going to dawn on you that it left you a long time ago. Oh, I got people come by my church. Every, every man that come by said, you have a potential for revival. We ain't never had one yet. We have one come in, two come in. We, we're always a potential. We're always going to have. There's a good spirit there. My God, you're in a mood for revival. And I get all thrilled, but we did not never have one. We're getting them one at a time, two at a time, and we're growing. And if they get married and they're women and go to another church, we're losing. Oh, Brother Hudson, but I haven't been to one of them old churches in town standing on their doorstep with dinner tickets. Hallelujah. I may not have a lot to brag about, but you can say everything in my church. It didn't come by party to me now. If God don't build the house, they that live live in vain. Hallelujah to God. Don't let me lose this wonderful gift of the Holy Ghost. You know, the loose churches started out with a little bit of the time. They put a ring on their finger and they danced and felt God and said, Well, it works with a ring on. I'm going to give you a television and see if that will work. They still could jump and run and shout. And it wasn't long until men had long hair, women had this color. Jewelry hanging all over. And they're saying, We still got it. But they don't have it, friend. They don't have it. A real child of God can sit in their service and they starve. For a move of God to come by. Hallelujah. They come to our services when we're running the aisles and maybe somebody doing a cartwheel. They say these people are crazy. Let them say on. Hallelujah. I don't care how good a suit we get and how nice our shoes is. Hallelujah. I don't want to lose what God put in my heart. And I don't want to be a puppet for somebody cheerleading. I want to be able to stand up like David did and give God praise for my heart. I know your poverty looks to me like you have an advantage if you're poverty. I want to tell you something. I never knew God in his fullness. I believe there's more than one revelation. I never knew God really good. I always had a good job. I've always had it. I never had it. But man, I got down, 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 down. And nobody around. And I said, Lord, don't let the enemy laugh at me. I mean, when you get desperate, you start talking to God. You really talk to him. God, please, please help me, Jesus. You're going to have to do something for me. I mean, it looks like everything's going backwards, but when God answers that prayer, you move up a few steps in God. Hallelujah. I promise you, I don't believe there's a man here able to run a person off that's got a, a, a touch of God on their life. 
I don't believe you can squelch them. I don't believe you can set them down. I believe they'll stand up and love God no matter what happens. I got a man sitting on my front row. He had a ball on his leg. I seen him come limping in. I said, look, Barry, you don't have to jump around just because I see you. Got Sit down tonight. It wasn't long until the worship service started going. He was going around the church dragging a leg while some of us got good legs. And we need a Holy Ghost downpour in order to get us to lift our hands sometimes. We got some preachers that make fun of Brother Evans' time of worship. But oh God, I went home. I'm telling you, Brother Evans, I've seen the men and women skipping together. And it thrilled me so much. I went home and preached it and said, I just love to see the men and the women some night. We're not fast speed, but it's a mediocre beat, just about half speed. And they skipped around. It was the most beautiful thing that ever happened. Some of you folks think shouting's about half crazy. That's why you haven't been doing any lately. That's the truth. You think all this stuff's weird and crazy, but you've lost something. When you first got the Holy Ghost, you had it. Oh, God, oh, God, oh, God. Where's the young people that's saying, pray for me? that I can be a child of God. We don't get no simple requests no more. We get them complex kinds. They call you in the office and say, work this marriage out. I've sent them out. I didn't know what to say. I said, work it out yourself. I don't know what to tell you to do. man called the other day. I got a colored couple in my church. He said, my wife's out there tearing a convertible top off. Sweet. In church, just as calm. I said, she's doing what? But she's out there tearing the convertible top off. Said she grabbed my dish and throwed it across the yard. Oh, Jesus. I come back to church. And that same girl, God, she started repenting. Felt something in the service. Started shouting and running around the church and dancing. She just knew in the church. I'm telling you something. You that's outgrown this old time experience. You're missing out on some of the greatest blessings that there is to mankind. Hallelujah. Brother Langham, there's times when I've got my own little group of friends and got with them and said, we got our own little thing going, don't need nobody else. But I promise you, God has whipped me backwards and forward for such filthy, rotten, low-down thinking. And some of you won't hear me today. Maybe in a few years you'll hear me. You've got to go before the Sanhedrin Council. You've got to pass so many inspections. And then if they don't like you, they'll throw up something in your life. They can pull out and discard you. Hallelujah. Oh, I'm telling you something. Hallelujah. I'm glad for what I got. and don't want to lose it. And I don't believe it's the first three rows that's got the victory. I'm out the last three in the back row. What do you got today? Oh, well, you may have money. I got money. Look. Some of you going around the country looking for a church. Oh, Jesus. You ought, to, you ought to be in a church where they come by and say, what are you doing in the witch's hole? And you act real. You act like it don't bother you. Well, yeah, I know. Witch's hole. And then 
you go somewhere and cry and say, is this all I'm going to have is a witch's home? Well, let me tell you something. We got a better, we got a better building. We got uh, chandeliers on the wall. But I want some people in there that will say, pray for me I get a prayer life. Pray for me that I'll treat my companion better. Pray for me that I'll be a better husband, a better father, a better wife. Where's that kind of testimony at? You say I don't have need of anything, and yet the Lord said, you're miserable, blind, and naked. You don't know how much some of these preachers beg God, oh, God, let me say the words you want me to say when I get up there. You don't know nothing about nobody. The people that I thought I knew something about ended up being good folks. I didn't realize that they had dedication. They had something on a ball. And here I was sitting back both my arms, not listening to them because, you know, we hear what we want to hear and see what we want to see. I'll tell you what, I didn't just come to celebrate Brother Ted Wade's anniversary. I'm going to be honest with you. I come because there's some preachers getting in that pulpit and it's going to talk about things that may save you or either it'll damn you. If by the end of this meeting your feet's not picked up, you've lost some. If by the next few days, if something hasn't happened to you, if perhaps some tears are not going down your face. How long's it been? I asked my church that one night, how long's it been since the Holy Ghost really touched you? I know you know how to do this, but how long's it been since it really got a hold? Hallelujah. Called you to get out on your knees and stay a little extra time. Do you even want that kind of expense? Do you even feel like you need that time? Elisha, you don't say nothing. What do you want? He said, I don't want no car, I don't want no chariot. He said, tell you what I want. I've been watching your life. He said, there's some godly things I've been seeing in you. Give me a double posture. The microphone was put up to Solomon said, what do you want? He said, I am but a child. I don't know how to come in or go out. Some of us need to go back and say, it's been a long time since I know how to come in or go out. <laughs> Teach me understanding, hallelujah. Give me, teach, give me knowledge on knowing how to lead your people, hallelujah. I'll tell you what, preacher, you'll get the way you hate saints if a real touch of God's not on your life. You'll get the way you despise preaching the gospel. David done things. Some of you think everything's supposed to be great. Oh, David got his calling and poured a quarter all on him. We would have said, take me to the throne room, son of king. He went back to sheep. He said, if God's in it, he'll get me out of here. Hallelujah. Some of you fighting your own battles. You ought to let God fight one or two, brother. <laughs> go home. Go run around all over the country. Run somebody else down. You know what's wrong with you? You don't believe God can take care of that situation. The greatest blessing I ever 
I got my life was when somebody stabbed me in the back real good and I said, God, if you won't let me lose that couple, if you'll save that couple, I promise you I won't tell another soul what he done. That's been the hardest commitment I've ever made in my life. They stayed with me. I'm just glad to see them. Hallelujah. I said, God, I've worked with them. I've preached to them. I've tried my best to help them. Please don't let some somebody I feed steaks to and take out to eat and pay for preaching run a sword through me. And God answered that prayer. I was, I was walking the floors not knowing what to do. I'll tell you, you may not believe God moves on a man, but I'm going to tell you I believe he does. I was walking the floor and said, oh, God, I know why it's going on, but God showed me why. i got to talk to you. I said, oh, Jesus, what must I do? I don't know what to do. And something just, an impulse hit me. I grabbed a piece of paper, wrote down where he's going and what he's going to be doing. When he walked in, I said, here. He got his lost color. He said, sit down. And he said, uh, how do you know? I said, I was walking the floor. I don't know how, no, I guess God showed me. Brother, he's still there today, and I thank God for it, and I haven't never mentioned that man's name. I believe God took care of it for me. The greatest blessing I have got to know God will work for me. Some of you don't know whether you will or not. You've been doing your own thing so long. You know how to sing whether there's anointing or not. You know how to preach. You know how to talk. Oh, my God. I don't know no funny stories to tell you. If God don't help me, I'm not the quick. Hallelujah to God. What have you lost? How long has it been since the preachers touched your heart? You felt like going to the altar. Some of us think the altar is only for sinners. Oh, Jesus, I got a brother at home. Don't feel that way, David. Oh, he got a humble heart. I don't care what you preach, who you're preaching to. You may be preaching to sinners. Here he comes. Down the altar. Lifts up his hands. Comes up after church. Puts his arm around your neck and hugs you. And says, thank you for saving my life. And I'm going around as a preacher saying, God, would you give me that little, ever what he's got? You know, the ministry is the most dangerous place you can be in because you can reject what you want and take what you want. Some of you wanted in it because of the power. You can do anything you want to do, say what you want to say, misuse anybody you want to use. Oh, God, I was at Brother Evans' church and I said I'd rather cut my right arm off than to know that these men hated my guts. Y'all listen? When you first come in, you didn't want nobody to hate you. They told you to sweep the floor, you swept it. What can I do to help out here? You went to for advice and you said, Brother Wade, would you tell me how I can be a better Christian? Would you tell me how I can work out this problem? But you forget all that sound advice and all that good treatment and all of God's help. You get to where knowledge is the most, sometimes the most damnable thing a man can get is knowledge. Hallelujah. Sometimes the Lord said, I'd show you something, but you don't know how to handle it. As soon as I show you something, every young preacher that ever gets into ministry jumps up and wants to straighten the church out the first night. Why? Because God let them see a little something. They didn't know how to handle it. They turn around don't think he knows what he's doing. And 
tell y'all something. You may not believe this, but I have a better appreciation for the man of God today than I've ever had in my life. And I'm not ashamed to tell you, and I'm not ashamed to hug their neck and tell them. Because I'm not going to lose that. I've seen too many folks draw back in the corner. And, and we need to listen to that little saying that Jamal had. If it be of God, you can't step on their neck and make them quit shouting if it's of God. They'll jump up when you're done, and they'll shout. But if it's a man, it'll come to mouth. You folks worry about music and about every little thing. We get to where we're so fearful to have a man in the preach because we don't feel like we can do nothing right. They stop testimony service because one, one guy gets up and don't know how to do it. I'll tell you what, I'm going to let everybody in my church testify. I don't care how loud they get. I don't judge a church by how high they jump. I judge them by that look on their face. I was looking at Brother Mefford's choir. I told Dad, I said, look at them smiling as they're singing on the rock. Solid rock. You can see the joy in their face. I've seen choirs sing. They jump, but there's no expression there. It's kind of weird looking, seeing a guy supposed to be happy going, clamoring. What's happened? You lost your joy. You don't have no joy. Hallelujah. And I'm mother and dad come in in the middle of a church split and didn't see it and got the Holy Ghost. I promise you can't stop a man from getting the Holy Ghost if God comes. woman in my church. Most precious woman I believe I've ever known in my life. And I guess she made me feel the keeper of anybody I've ever known. She come in, she was a heart patient. She said, God, you'll get me up out of the hospital. I'll go to church and praise you. Well, she did. And uh, she had a daughter. She lived by herself, a husband dead. Old woman. She wasn't going to dress her wore whole top dresses. Put her hair back in a bun. One of the best spirits of any human being I've ever seen. She had, every night she'd run up and shake my hand saying, so happy with the church. I appreciate your ministry. She lived for the church. She wasn't living for fame. And so I didn't know how much I'd miss her until she was gone. But she'd come in and say that. And uh, one night uh, a rumor came to me and said, Sister Norton's gas and electric been shut off for 40 months. And I promise you, church, she'd been testifying at night, never missing a gas electric. I know some of you think this is a loan institution, but there's some folks that will do it whether the gas and electric's on or not. If she come back, you never know. I had to get to a room and I run and paid her deal up where they could get her gas and heat back on. And uh, I told her she had a bad heart. She used to go back to the water fountain after she shouted and splash water in her face and heat. 
I'm talking about, you would not believe it, it's scary. My wife can tell you, if you go back to the bathroom and they'd fan her from shouting. She was poverty stricken. Her own daughter doubled up a fist and sucker punched her in the stomach. That never stopped her from coming to church. She came out on the church and lifted up her hands and loved God. Poverty struck. I, one night I want to take her home. I want to do something for her because I'd never taken her out to eat. So I took her to Frisch's and, and I said, order up, Mom, anything you want. She said, I'll just take a glass of water. She wasn't used to steak, big boys. She didn't know how to cope with that. She just said, give it. And she sat there while we ate a meal, drank her water. And I begged her to stop. You think she paid attention to me? Now, there are folks in my church I wouldn't dare say that to because they'd be so happy to park it. I know it. Oh, my God. All right. Sunday service started up. I look back there, and it don't matter how much pant and how much water splashing goes on. That's all she had to live for. She started running, speaking in tongues. So it's a Tuesday night. She was shouting and speaking in tongues, taking up an awful lot of time. And I thought it was kind of odd. I said, go on. Do what you want to do. I don't care. Those nights I don't even have a message. Get so strung out. Wish God would do something. And so she's speaking in tongues and waving her hands and she was at a funeral. Uh, she said, you know what? She told one of the men in church, she said, I'd like to go right in church shouting. Brother, she is up one night. Bad heart, love God. Helping people standing there while she was running and jumping. She ran to the corner of the back of the church and fell over. I was back there and I knew she was dead. I never prayed in the but God made me tell her story. Wherever I go, I'll bring her name up. I don't, I've never preached in a man's church yet that I didn't say, I want you to know about Sister Ruby Norton. But she loved God. But it's only that she didn't deliver. Don't feel sorry for me. I got folks that, perhaps you got folks too, Call up and say, have a little congestion, I got a little cold. Oh, yeah. I won't be out. I promise you, you're not going to be out up there either. Hey, all right. That's the truth. David said, You folks got too many big things in your head. You need to get some little things. Yeah. Yeah. David yeah. said, What thing I desire? And I'm not going to sit Forever, hallelujah. Just keep me coming to these meetings for a picture of Christmas. I don't care whether you like me or not, I do, but if you don't like me, I'm not going to stop coming. Hallelujah. I'm going to keep coming and hearing the word of God. It's not so much for me now. I can't understand it. Heard a song one time said, Pride is a chief cause in the decline. Oh, Jesus. He said, I got it made. Oh, no. Man, I said, oh, God. I've seen people get up and run and hoot and holler when they're up and then 
loving one another's natural. That seems base to some of you. I notice in every meeting we go to, the Lord touches down. I see people that stay way in the back. They'll come up to the forefront and give you a hug. And then they slip back into that old, cold, indifferent position. This one time to me, the last night, Brother Cameron's preached, and I was going around telling people things I didn't even know was in my heart. Hugging old men's necks saying, I love you. I've never told you this before. I just think the world loves you. You preach something healthy. I mean, stop talking to me. I didn't know it was that. Some of you haven't even walked around. You're not happy you're here. When this meeting's gone, you'll say, big deal. I don't understand. I promise you, not, after, not all of us have got the finances for the luxury of coming to some of these meetings. We barely get here and barely get back. We come for a reason. We come because there's life saving. <laughs> If I know anything about the Holy Ghost, it leaked out. The virgins had all had it leaked out. You'll show up, there won't be nothing there. How long has it been since you stood up and testimony, sir? And said, I don't need no car, I don't need no house. I'm just glad to be an apostolic church. Oh, Jesus. Brother Jerry Shue hugged my neck and said, I think a lot of you. I didn't know how to answer him. But the rumors and stuff that you hear today, it's a wonder any of us got a bit of influence say anything. You don't know how much I pray. You don't know nothing I do. You don't know anything about me. All you do is see me at these meetings. Sometimes they're so tight, we can't do nothing. You say he's twice dead and plucked up by the roots, but I promise you, one man can't run around this church and get the job done. Hallelujah. Brother Evans jumped up in his church. I'll never forget it. He had that operation. He jumped up, and it was getting dead. He, he got down done flips. I said, God, I'm a long way from home. If anybody should be worshiping God, it should be the healthy. The older ones that's been in a while, not these young ones that just come in. Would God have more pleasure in the ignorance of just coming in and the beauty of it than he would an old head with all that knowledge and all that schooling? And somehow he got so smart and he said, I don't have need of none of you. I want to tell you all something. I got more than need. Hallelujah. Sometimes I'm just glad I can preach to express what I really feel in my heart. Hallelujah. I love these meetings from the depths of my soul. And if it cost and I had to borrow, I'd be here. Hallelujah. I'm not here to preach. I'm here before they preach. If you've got a ministry, you better wait on it. Some of you folks want to get out the pulpit. I preached back in Lusia and went all right. I said, oh, God, don't never let me preach another one. Hallelujah. I can't believe it went all right. Here I am again, old Jesus. I want what you got to give me. I don't want to be here just trying to tell you all something. Let's don't get tight. You know, that kind of spirit rubs off on everybody. None of us can do nothing. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Brother Wade shook up. I don't, I'm not going to go up and say, Brother Wade, it's all right. That's just one of them things, you know. Everybody tight. It's not one of them things. In a meeting like this, we should be loose as a goose. 
to you that it's not loose. And I want to have the nerve to say, you'll see me charging these aisles. You give me a little help. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You can't praise God in the Kmart, and that's what it feels like sometimes when everybody's got their arms crossed. Hallelujah. This is church. Hallelujah. Not my eyes with eyesight, salve, Lord. Oh, I may not have the money in my pocket, but I got it in my soul. I got some things from God that I didn't have when I had money. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? What are you going to do? What are you going to say? I'm going to keep letting my friends. Well, oh, no, we don't need that. Come on, come on. My daddy tells me, son, I like you. I know that, but I, I probably need to hear some other folks' version of it. I'll tell you folks something. I'm not all that hot. If I was, I wouldn't come to no meeting. You make me feel dumb. Looks like you got everything. You preach. I've seen them preach until I wanted to get down under the pew as a preacher. Folks, get up. Good evening time. Food. Oh, you mentioned hamburgers, brother, and they'll charge the door. Yeah. They'll have a line and stand in it. Say, we, hey, we don't care if it's raining, hamburgers, hamburgers, steak, drinks. Uh, you, mentioned a, you mentioned a little church or somebody goes too long or, or somebody gets carried away in a testimony, brother, and they lose you. Oh, Jesus. I got I just got one desire. Don't you men kick me out of your little fellowship. Hallelujah. And if you don't have anybody to preach to, don't quit preaching. Use me as your text. Hallelujah. Because I appreciate the help. If God's going to talk to me, he's going to use these men to help me. Hallelujah. I haven't got it in my bedroom yet, and I'm at these meetings to get it. Hallelujah. What would you like from God in this meeting? Have you said, oh, God, perhaps you're going to give me something I've never had in my life yet? Perhaps one of these preachers are going to jump up. I've been waiting for it. I know it's coming. I need some answers. And perhaps God will bless you. We come dry and leave dry. All right. If I gave you a wish, what would you want? I know what they want. I can tell by the way they testify. Oh, we just found $50 today. You ought to hear what Paul testified about. Shipwrecked. Standing in the deep. Beaten with rods. You wouldn't have accepted him. Jail. Cold. Naked. Perils of my own brother. You think he didn't have problems? I want you to know I got them too. That's why I'm here. And if I'm dying, I want to know I'm dying so I can get up at that altar and get my filthy self straightened out. As long as I'm in this flesh, there, this flesh there is no good thing, Paul said. And I promise you, I brought it here for somebody to get it and bring it out of subjection. 
Hallelujah. If it's pointing your finger, point it at me. Hallelujah. I want to be saved. Don't make me prove this. I do want to be saved. Hallelujah. I want to be saved. I want to be saved. Hallelujah. Some of you look at me crazy. I don't care if you do. I want to be saved. Preacher of the gospel, but I come to be saved. The ministry never give me a license to say you got it all. I don't have it all. If I know God, He'll use the one that I don't even like to give me the message, and then I'll cast it off. Oh, Jesus, don't let that happen to me. I got my own church. They're supporting me. I could get cocky and indifferent, but oh, where would God be with me? Hallelujah. Hallelujah to God. Where would God be? What about them touches I felt in the office? I said, God, if you don't give me a better spirit, I'm not going to be able to preach to them people tonight. And I walked out, something happened. I, don't, I can't explain it. Preach God on me again. Folks look better to me again. I promise you, you'll get so bitter with life. Some of you are bitter now. You're sick of worshiping. You get sick of these meetings where they make you get out. Oh, somebody needs to jerk us up and shake us. Do something, brother. You lost it. There's a time when we didn't have to shake you to do it. The church that I first went to in the AMF, they got to where when you leaped for joy, they didn't appreciate or lack it. You notice they kind of fade out of the picture after a while. Somebody said the AMF's coming down to almost nothing. I'm going to stay with these bunch of men that preach under the anointing of God. I know that's shocking some of you, but I'm going to do it. Hallelujah. Make excuses and carry on. I'm telling you what, we got dead services sometimes. I don't know how to get them loose and they don't get loose, but I'm going to have every kind of ministry I can have behind yes, that church. I don't care if they cross my theory, the church's theory, I don't care what. Yes, Only way we can be saved. Hallelujah. Bring them on. If they're of God, they'll stay. If they're not of God, brother. I know a man that got, he got one of them trash compactors. His dad's in my church and he crushed him four times. He jumped in the middle and said, Jesus. And when they brought him that big bundle of stuff out, they sent a piece of material in there and they jerked it loose and he was black. I mean completely black. His eyeballs were laying out on his cheeks. His, uh, he was busted. They put pens and rods and said, call all the family in. He's dead. Preacher went there and prayed. In four weeks, he was baptized in Jesus' name and filled the Holy Ghost. Don't get too excited. He didn't last. Brother, you can crush some people in a compactor, hang them up upside down, and say you're going to die if you don't serve God. As soon as they get a little life down, they'll be gone. You can take some of the others and it said, in Hebrews, it said they were tortured. Little shack I used to shout. Now God bless you, moved you up town. You can't 
even lift your feet. But we don't know our condition because we can't see ourselves. That man walked up to me and said, I don't like you. I said, oh, God, how can a man that never speaks to you not like you? But it's happening. I'm doing something. I would never believe that, but that's true anyhow. Imagine all these folks here know me. And get all that first class information. You want to be saved. Closing now, I want to be saved. If you got one wish, what would you want? Well, Lord, move me uptown. No. Save me. One thing have a desire. Let just let me be in the house of God where the preacher is anointed. Preaching unto me. Hallelujah. The words of God. Hallelujah. You get in portal condition. You can look at your church so long you don't know what's wrong in it. Another preacher walks in, pick it up just like that. Oh, Hallelujah. What do you want? This meeting's over and you haven't reacted at all. You're dead. You're twice dead. Hallelujah. Just say you get, there's a reaction. Yes, sir. Come on. I was glad when they said it again. Yeah. Let us go to the house of the Lord. I was glad when they said it again. Let us go. Let us go. To the house. Perhaps in this meeting somebody can get high enough to get us all together one more time. Kiss one another on the cheek and we can all back up again. How oh, it don't last long. I hope men's neck that we bypass one another in meetings. God touches maybe once. Wouldn't it be great if God just come through this place, knock every one of us down, got us up, turn us upside down. Folks stand up and say, I'm telling you, I was lost. Now I'm found. The Holy Ghost is not a license for you to get so big-headed you can't hear or see nothing else. Come on! No, 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 no. It's supposed to humble you up! It's supposed to bring you down! It's supposed to make me up out of here! Oh, Jesus, let's get the hands on the Lord. They knew not until it was all over. They didn't know until the flood came. I want to know now. I want to know now. I told Brother Evans Church, I said, you know, a lot of us believe in worship. But I said, we believe it in our own church. I said, Brother Evans believes it. Hear that. And at Shelbyville, he is running. He jumps up from the organ. I see him waving his hands, and I beg God. Give me a little of that. <laughs> Not just in my own assembly. That's right. But here also. Right. 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 In this God's people, aren't we all together here for the same purpose? Right. Yes, sir. How Amen. could it be that some of us have lost a whole lot of things and we're too far gone? Cancer's eating us up. We're dying by the greens and don't know it. 
And it said he was, Satan would lift himself up and wear out the saints of the Most High God. They're wore out. Tired of the fire. Tired of for God. God will give you new strength in this meeting. I had a woman stand up, and this is pitiful. I'm not a great preacher. I promise you that this woman said that. She said, I've been in church all my life. But since I've come here, and I'm not trying to say that, she said, I feel like I've got the Holy Ghost all over again. You know, some of us, it would pay us to get a new experience with God to where we'd say it feels like I've been saved all over again. I'm not afraid because I know God has called me into the ministry. I know God has got his hand on my life. He's answered some prayers for me. I appreciate him. I'm not planning on going back, and I don't believe he could squelch me, stop me, push me out, because I'm going to ask God to keep me up. Hallelujah. How about you? Yeah. Well, Ted Wade, I'm going to tell you right now, meeting is a little tight. I'm tight too, but I want loose. Amen. You can't get to meet loose for saying, brother, way down, that's just one thing, you know. Man, if some other church was sitting and done that, we'd say they're dead in four o'clock. Yeah. Yeah. I love you. I love you. I love the Lord. The rest of you preach to me if you don't have nothing to preach about. Praise God. Let's stand.